Coming up in this episode, Sleep On It, observing pain over 24 hours. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, and smarter runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm the guy to reach out to when you've finally decided enough is enough with your persistent running injuries. I'm a physiotherapist, the owner of the Breakthrough Running Clinic, and your podcast host. I'm excited to bring you today's lesson and to add to your ever-growing running knowledge. Let's work together to overcome your running injuries, getting you to that starting line and finishing strong. So let's take it away. Welcome back, guys. We're up to episode four now. Um, If you've just joined us, I recommend that you go back to the previous episodes that we have. Um, We're going through the 10 principles to overcome any running injury, which is found in my ebook. This is lesson four. It's about observing pain over 24 hours. Um, In the past, we've gone through adaptation, education, We've looked at uh, how important frequency is when it comes to your training. And last episode, a little bit more scientific, a little bit more in detail, we went through stress management and mechanical quantification, and it breaks it down. Hopefully, it was a little bit more simplistic than what it sounds. Um, but this episode is a little bit more clean, a little bit more clear, and um, you don't need any visuals or any um graphics or tables or anything like that, it's it's quite easy to digest. So in the past few lessons, uh, these have been tools to help with lowering your risk of injury. Uh, we can never 100% prevent injuries, but it does educate you enough to lower your risk of injury. And it's handy to know as an injured runner as well, but this principle today will apply particularly uh, if you are injured. It is directed towards injury and symptoms and um, observing those symptoms and making sense of them. I'll go into detail in a moment, but let's uh, go back to see how injury-prone Pete is doing. From last episode, he was under, he was getting a few symptoms here and there. Um, it was starting to be a bit bothersome. And um, yeah, so let's tune in. Um, just a little recap before I go into the chapter. Uh Pete started running a little bit longer than usual and accidentally combined increasing his distance and speed with a few more hills as he found a longer loop around his house and so started getting a little bit of Achilles tightness and some mild pain. So um, here we go. So the mild pain was ignored for several weeks. Um, That should sound familiar to some runners. particularly because the pain wasn't too bad during the run. In fact, it was a bit tight at the start of the run, but was starting to feel a lot better once he warmed up. As the weeks progressed, he definitely started to notice pain and increasing stiffness during his first steps in the morning, especially when the previous day consisted of running. However, since symptoms during running were very well managed, uh, Pete interpreted this as a green light to continue running. He did make the sensible decision to run at a distance and pace he was comfortable with previously and didn't increase any running variables while the stiffness was occurring. After all, his 10k race was coming up, a few more weeks had passed to no avail and symptoms persisted. So let's break this down uh, throughout the chapter in the ebook. So 
physio will often ask you um, what your symptoms are before, during, immediately after running, um, how far you can run before symptoms arise, does it get better or worse throughout the run, and equally important, what is it like when you first get out of bed the following day? Most tendon pain and some muscle pain can improve uh, throughout your run as the tissues warm up and load is gently applied to those structures. This is often followed by mild pain after a run, but definitely worsening pain the following morning. So don't be fooled. This is different from your expected muscle soreness that you would get the next day after having like a heavy gym workout. Morning stiffness and morning pain can be very useful in determining whether you have overloaded the structures the day before. So in the book, um, I've put, so how does this scenario affect the stress graph? If you can visualize uh, last time, the increase in speed, distance, and also heels has exceeded Pete's maximal capacity to tolerate load and his Achilles has flared up. Uh, I also mentioned that last time, once those structures have become irritated, the maximal capacity line has diminished. It's actually got weaker. So if we go back to Pete's running, once he's uh, had some symptoms, some morning stiffness, and he's decided not to push and not to increase his speed, he's gone back to a conservative running pace and running speed that he's used to in the past. But since that maximal capacity line has now dropped, even that conservative run that was okay in the past is still now very mildly exceeding that maximal capacity line. So symptoms do persist and they slowly get worse and worse. It's a better visual in the graph. Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five-day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign-up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. But you can notice that if he's slowly exceeding that line again, there's a little bit more irritation and that max line will start to slowly creep down because the structure's the ability for those structures to tolerate load are still dropping as he's slowly exceeding that capacity line. So we see this quite often. The symptoms aren't that bad, but if you continue to push that maximal capacity line, you continue to just exceed it, symptoms, the gap between the load that you've applied and that maximal capacity line starts to become greater and greater very gradually. And so you're getting more stiffness in the morning it's becoming slightly more painful and it gets to this point a few weeks down the track where people start to become bothered and then they see a physio. That one's a bit tough to visualize, but the lesson is uh, very simple. So you can reflect this on your past running and your current running if you are symptomatic. Depending on your injury, it will depend on if symptoms are increased during your run, if symptoms are increased immediately after, or if symptoms have increased the following day. So really pay attention to when you notice it and how severe it is throughout the 24-hour period. This also applies not only to your running, but also if you are undergoing like some gym workout or rehab exercises with your injury. If you're, say, having to do squats or lunges for 
an injured site and um, the next day your symptoms are particularly worse, you've probably overdone either the weight or the amount of reps or the speed of those exercises. It just determines the level of irritation. And if everything's all clear, if you do your rehab exercises or if you do your run and you're no worse during immediately after the next day, it gives you the all clear to proceed. How does this apply to the real world? Um, Some examples. Last episode, I talked to to you guys about uh, this knee pain that was, it was kind of like a mild knee pain that I got after I was running 10K and going at a pace that I thought was a bit too fast. I was just feeling really good and got to about K5 or 6, looked at my watch and looked at my splits and saw I was going a bit too fast. So backed off. The next day, symptoms were there, like the knee was sore, but not as bad as if I was to push like I I was in the previous 5, 6Ks. So um, I wasn't feeling pain at the time. I wasn't feeling pain afterwards. I felt increased pain the next day. So I I wanted to make sure, oh, well, I was grateful that I did back off the pace because my pain the next day would have been so much worse if I hadn't. How about if we were to look at some... um, specific conditions. Um, So conditions that would flare up during a run would be things like patellofemoral pain, which is pain like around the kneecap and also maybe ITB injuries um, that's sort of to the outside of the knee and some acute muscle strains. Like these type of conditions are repetitive based. The more you go through that running action, the more it irritates either the knee or the ITB and starts to stir up symptoms. So usually if someone were to have this condition, they will say things like, oh, I feel great. Like during the start of the run, um, symptoms will usually come on at about 4K, 5K. Everyone's different, but it'll come on at a certain period of time. And then they report once that once symptoms do come on, it will just get worse uh, and worse as the Ks go on. And then afterwards, it will be quite irritated. So that's a classic presentation of those sort of conditions. Um, And once that structure becomes more irritated, they will say, oh, it used to come on at K5. Now it comes on at the two kilometer mark um, just as symptoms become more irritated. But it's still a repetitive pattern. Um, Conditions that might flare up straight afterwards could be like more acute uh, tendinopathies, say you're, if you've got a sore Achilles or just a low level muscle strain or muscle or ligament strain. Um, these sort of conditions, particularly tendinopathies, they're fine once they've warmed up, um, once they've had load applied and someone will come into the clinic and say something like, oh, I noticed a bit of stiffness, no pain when I first start jogging. Uh, But once I'm warmed up, I feel fine. Like there's absolutely no pain and I can run 10Ks, no worries. But then once I cool down, maybe half hour, hour later, the pain will start arising. And that can be as the structures cool down, that's when uh, the irritation becomes more apparent. So pay attention if you're experiencing those sort of symptoms. And then you have conditions that flare up the next day. So plantar fasciitis is probably the most common that I see. And it's a very classic presentation of um, 
symptom soreness with your first few steps in the morning, which is which is tricky because you won't truly know if you've overloaded that tissue until the next day. Um, and this can be from standing if you have a job like a chef who has to stand still all day or if you're a runner who um, is doing a little bit more distance work or if you have transitioned to like a minimalist or a barefoot type of shoe. These can all be fine during the day, but you won't know if you've overloaded it until the next day when you first wake up and start walking around and limping and um, that's when you're most likely to experience it. So it can be a bit of trial and error sometimes, documenting what you did the day before, knowing that that's too much and then next time not being as aggressive or not running as far or as fast or um, walking around in bare feet, that sort of thing. So they're just a couple of classic running conditions that sometimes can flare up up the next day. Pay attention to all those things because I see a lot of runners that think that, but what they're really doing is continuously irritating the structures and the longer that structure has been irritated, so really pay attention, don't be fooled. A chronic tendinopathy, like if you've had Achilles or um, patellar tendinopathy for a long time, say 12 plus months, um, you will be sore, but we want to make sure that the next day symptoms are no worse. So if you have two out of 10 pain when you first wake up and then you go about your day, you go for a run, you do your gym workout, and then the next day it's still a one or a two out of 10 that means you haven't overloaded it because symptoms are no worse. Um, this can be particularly helpful for someone who is in competition or doing um, athletics races or in a team sport and they're towards the end of the season and they have their trainings multiple times a week and then they have their competition on weekends. Um, if you are going through a game and the next morning you're sore, If it's a chronic tendinopathy and symptoms are no worse, then you can still continue. And then you want to focus on um, once the season's completed or um, once you get into your pre-season, you want to really make sure that you're focused on your rehab and symptoms are down to either zero or hovering around that pain level. Um, What I've got down in my notes, the iceberg analogy. Do I have a insightful way to apply this lesson into my iceberg analogy. I'm very proud of my iceberg analogy, but I don't think I can come up with anything. So, um, unless you want to subject your iceberg to um, some waves and then leave it overnight and inspect the surface of the iceberg the next day to see if there's any damage. But that's not very insightful, is it? One of the reasons I've put this lesson into the ebook and why it's one of the universal principles is that Runners do stupid things. I just want to be blunt and say that um, a lot of the times they're not very sensible. And it sounds sensible on paper if you were to say, okay, I had pain during my run or I had pain after my run. Um, Maybe I shouldn't have done that. But a lot of people ignore these symptoms. Sometimes I see clients and listen to their history, listen to their story, and I remain visibly composed. But on the inside, I'm shaking my head or slapping my forehead um, because the decisions that runners make are obvi- uh, sometimes very, very poor and uh, takes like a lesson like this just to read it and be like, oh, okay, all right, in the past, I've been a bit silly. 
Let's focus on uh, my future career as a runner, being a little bit more sensible, maybe writing down symptoms and objectively measuring it rather than just being in the heat of the moment, just really wanting to run and suffering the consequences. This is one lesson that impacts your future decisions. So it helps like push you towards that goal you desire to be injury-free. So really take this on board. It's very important. Um, Hopefully I've drilled this into your head and you can um, start changing the way you process things and how you go about an injury. And yeah, I think this episode was a little bit shorter, a little bit sweeter than the previous ones. I didn't have a massive rant. I think I might for next episode, um, just looking at what uh, topics I have to cover. But um, that's all for today. So um, what's in store for Injury Prone Pete next lesson? Well, stay tuned. So bye for now. Thanks once again for listening. To take full advantage of the knowledge you are building, you need to download the Run Smarter app. This contains all of my free access podcast episodes, written blogs and ebooks, along with my paid video courses, all neatly housed into categories for you to easily navigate through and find content you're interested in. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for links to the podcast Facebook group and links to learn more about becoming a podcast patron who contribute five Aussie dollars per month to get Inner Circle VIP access, including an invitation into the exclusive patron Facebook group and a complete back catalogue of patron-only podcast episodes, which you can access within the app. Also on the app, you can even find a link that takes you to my online physio clinic, where I assess and treat runners from all over the world, so I can be on standby if you ever need one-on-one physiotherapy assistance. Once again, thank you for listening and becoming a Run Smarter Scholar. And remember, knowledge is power.